decisions, fewer regrets. And so, or no, it was Andy Stanley, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm, I might need to buy that book. Somebody might need to buy it for me. So let's look at John 12. Um, Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Um, I work with a, a lady and sometimes she gets frustrated about things and she'll be sitting over at her desk and, and I get frustrated about things too. I'm not saying I'm better than somebody that gets frustrated, but she'll be kind of over at her desk and just kind of be silently stewing over there. You ever been, ever been around somebody or maybe that's been you, you just kind of been silently steaming and, and I like to turn around and, and pretend like I'm Mr. Miyagi and say, only the seed that falls to the ground becomes the mighty oak. And uh, she'll be like, Shut up, I'm not talking to you, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so this is the thing, that this is what Jesus is saying, that sometimes something has to be broken uh, for it to produce, right? If you want some, uh, if you wanted some, uh, a lot of fruit, uh, anybody drinks fruit juice, you got to crush those things. So sometimes you have to endure something for your purpose to be made complete. Sometimes we go through, uh, I love what Pastor Daphne says, sometimes we go through the test and we only come out with the monies instead of the testimonies. But that's why I'm excited about Teen Challenge being here next Sunday morning. Please make sure you're here. Invite everybody you know. Um, it's going to be great. It's just powerful because they get up here with these testimonies. They went through all these different things, but it's not the, the situations that defines them, family. It's the Savior, okay? And so they get to come up here and share these testimonies and share what God has done in their lives and what God continues to do in their lives. So don't ever get, get so frustrated with where you're at and say, man, I'm just, I just can't win. My grandpa used to say, I can't win for losing. And don't, don't ever get so frustrated that you just quit. Come on, keep going. Um, and something that we can do is constantly, uh, last Sunday night I talked about um, consistency. Listen, we can constantly improve even if little by little. When your kids were learning how to speak, did they come, did, did you go like and get them from the nursery in the hospital and that baby was speaking perfect English? No, you would have taken them back and you'd have been like, this kid's an alien, something is wrong, okay? Listen. They improve little by little. My daughter, uh, I'm going to tell a funny story because she's not in here. Um, she was sitting in our living room one time, and, and um, she said, Daddy, this is my, and I'm going to spell out a bad word. She said, this is my D-A-M chair. And I said, what? I mean, she was like two years old. What? And she said it again. I was like, ah, ah, and she said it again. And I said, stop. And I finally figured out she was trying to say, this is my exam chair. Like a doctor sits on a little stool. And um, her, her speech wasn't that great yet. But a, a child improves with their speech little by little. They look at their parent. That's why uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. Your pastor was not a fan of masks. Still not. And that's why masks had a, kids had a problem wearing masks all the time. Because they couldn't see adults' faces. Okay, and kids mirror. That's why when you hold, sometimes we hold our baby son up and just smile at him real big. And his mama holds him up and he goes, hey. and I hold him up and he goes. 
And so, you know, uh, they mirror what you do. So um, we want to improve little by little. And so tonight, I'm talking about serving because I feel like everybody that follows Jesus is called to serve. And what does that mean? Does that mean you're called to be a pastor? Well, maybe, I don't know. Does that mean you're called to be a missionary and, you know, maybe do something like what Pastor Tyler, you know, he's, he's working at ULM and just making a difference there. When we, we went out to lunch and he shared some pictures and y'all, the, he showed me some pictures and, and told me some testimonies about how he's interfaced with kids from Spring Hill, okay, from our area and uh, help them walk with Jesus, okay, in that college setting. Sometimes, unfortunately, you know, we raise kids up. We got them in the nursery. We got them in children's ministries. We got them in youth ministries. And then when they leave here, sometimes we forget about them. Come on. And there, there's a myth that the world will tell you that when kids leave the nest, that they leave the church. That's not true, okay? That's not true. Um, sometimes they don't come back to church because they have a hard time finding one and they're nervous because the whole time they've been being raised, their parents have been the ones taking them to church and haven't really pushed them to go to church and be kind of um, uh, of their own, you know, make their own choice about going to church. So anyway, he's doing a good work there. And so we're talking about serving. You're called to serve. If you are following Jesus, you're called to serve. So um, the, the first thing I want to look at is uh, we want to develop a servant mentality. Um, I think that one of the one really important thing uh, that for a Christian is not having pride. We all know that. But one reason it's really important to not have pride is because you're called to serve and you need to have a servant mentality. So if you have pride, you can't do that. And some of the most beautiful people that I've ever been around just got that. They got that servant mentality. And you, would, you go up to them, and they serve you, and they say, my pleasure. And then you think, wow, I love this place. It's called Chick-fil-A. Listen, <laughs> let me get off that. Listen, I, real life, real life. You meet people that get that. They get that servant mentality, and they serve. And it's such a beautiful gift that God gives them, okay? And so um, develop a servant mentality. My purpose on earth is to serve God, okay? And by serving God, that means you're serving his people sometimes, okay? And so God calls you to serve. So serve, have that servant mentality. Um, if we lose our purpose, the plan goes too. So what do we want to do? We want to get closer to Jesus. We want to walk with him. And so our purpose is to serve. And if we lose that purpose, then things just start fraying at, at the ends, man. Things just start messing up. And if you've ever known somebody that got out of the plan of God, that stopped seeking his purpose for their life, then you knew somebody that had some hard times. Amen? Come on. We know people. And it, it, it breaks my heart because it'll happen right before somebody's ready to just jump in, to dive in, and to serve God. Satan will do everything he can. He will, he will pull the nuclear option to try to just dissuade them and distract them from serving to get them off the plan. And I've seen it happen so many times, guys, and it just it breaks my heart. If you know somebody that's gotten off the plan, that's gotten off purpose, then you know someone who's had problems. So 
Um, develop a servant mentality. Uh, kill your ego. Uh, the Bible says do not murder, but you are allowed to murder your ego. Come on. And for me, anytime that I get my ego uh, going pretty good, usually something happens that's very embarrassing, and I have to just kind of forget about my ego. Uh, and so uh, we want to kill the ego. If you have ego, then you're serving yourself. Because everything that you're going to want to do is going to be self-service. It's going to be self-glorification. Hey, look at me. Look what I did. Come on. I, I, I get really, I struggle with, with people that jump on Instagram every time they're praying with somebody. And they're like, they're like, what's that? You're very sick. You need prayer? Okay. Lay hands. Hold on. Let me take a selfie. Okay, now we'll pray. I'm like, come on, guys. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. You got to get rid of that stuff. Kill the ego. Um, Get away from me-centered thinking. John uh, 3 says, I must um, decrease for him to increase. Back up. And there's been times in probably all of our lives where we had to realize that. Like, man, a bunch of things are going wrong. But you know a lot of times why? is because you're too active in your own life. Does that make sense? <laughs> you're trying to call all the shots instead of listening to what God has to say, instead of listening to the plan and the purpose that he has for you. Instead of serving others, you begin to serve yourself and you begin to internalize and things start to go wrong. The second thing, develop a determination to serve. Mark 12 says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came in and put in two very small coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? It's like what Tyler was saying this morning, having $25 in his bank account and still giving can we say freaked out? Listen, there's something primal in you when the comfort, or, or not the comfort, but when the security starts to leave, when you say, man, I'm running out of money. Because a long time ago, little things over little things could become big things. If you got a cut on your foot a long time ago, it could become an infection and you would die, Okay. And so little things like that, if you got lost, if you were trying to go on a journey and you took one wrong turn and you try to go over a mountain, come on, hashtag Donner Party, like one wrong move could be the end of your life. And so there's something natural when we, uh, when we start to be sacrificial, like in our giving, when we start to be sacrificial in our time and in our actions, it scares us, family, because there's something natural about that fear. But let me tell you something. We don't serve the natural. Come on, somebody. We serve the supernatural. Come on. We serve uh, God who is above all these natural things. We don't serve a God of fear. We serve a God that gives us faith. Amen. And so I want you to be 
prepared, if you want to serve better, and, and when I say serve better, am I talking about, hey, I want you all to work the nursery? No, I'm not, because some of us do not have that gift of the Spirit, okay? All right? <laughs> some people in church do not have that gift to work in children's ministry. Somebody, uh, we took somebody to, uh, to kids camp with us one time, and they came back and said, man, I don't know how you do this. I said, what? I don't know how you go to kids camp. I don't know how you do kids ministry. Some people have that gifting, I guess. For me, it's because basically the same maturity level, okay? Just I eat a lot more, all right? And so some people don't have that gifting. But what I am telling you tonight is that we all need to strive to serve Christ better. It does not matter if you're ordained with the assemblies of God. It does not matter if your dad was ordained with the assemblies of God. It does not matter if, I just called two people out really specifically. I didn't mean to do that. Didn't mean anything by that. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter if your grandma had all of Billy Graham's sermons on cassette tape. Come on. It's up to you to serve. I love the verse he used this morning where God's talking to Joshua and he says, Moses is dead. Y'all, that's powerful. Kind of stinks for Moses, but that's powerful to think about. My servant Moses is dead, and the new normal for you is now it's up to you to serve. And so for all of us, we can't get in. We can't get in because of our parents' faith. It's got to be us. So let's all strive to serve better be sacrificial in your determination. Number three, commit to passionate pursuit. James 1 says, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are or what they look like. Listen, there are times, I don't have to have a mirror because if I try to leave my house, y'all, sometimes I think I look good. I think I look real good, Roy. Yeah. And uh, y'all, I had, when we went and visited uh, the church in Atlanta, I looked, I said, yeah, you boy looks good. And I had to leave early because Putman was getting set up. I had to come in here. I had to come up here and let him up. So I, I put on a, a, like a sweater and I, I jumped in my truck and I was thinking, man, I look good. I got my purple sunglasses on. Man, I feel good. And then all of a sudden, man, my wife gets here and she's like, I thought you were wearing the other one. I was like, the other what? She's like, that one has pockets on the front. I was like, That's for my hands. Like, what are you talking about? Listen, sometimes you see somebody and you think, man, did you not look in the mirror, brother? Uh, it's crazy. But what James is saying here is you're not committed. How many of you have ever, y'all, some of us, we don't use watches anymore. We just have this. And so you're like, what time is it? Oh, let me look at my phone. I don't know if you ever do this, but I'm bad about doing this. We'll, we'll be getting ready for a service and, uh, and I'll look at, I'll look at the time. Okay. It's this time. And then I'll put it back in my pocket. Literally four seconds. Later, I'll be like, what time is it? Cause I didn't commit. Come on. A lot of us who are parents or those of you who are wives, you understand what it's like for somebody not to listen to you. And it's a commitment issue. And that's why it freaks us out when people don't listen because they're not committing to us. Come on. Can I say that? 
that's what freaks you out about somebody not listening. You don't get mad because somebody's not listening to you because you feel like your words are so important. If you do, you need to repent because that's prideful. What, what, you, what freaks you out is they're not committing to you. They're not committing to the connection of communication. And so in a relationship, that freaks you out. It hurts your feelings, okay? Um, if, you, if it's your kid, sometimes you just want to hang them up by the toenails because they're not committed to listen. My kid, my, like my son, he will commit for point zero 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 three seconds. That's how long you've got to get your point across. So don't fool yourselves into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're passionate about Christ when you're anything but. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're good with Jesus, that your life mirrors him when it's anything but. Family, I know so many people that walk around saying that they're a Christian and they're anything but. Their actions don't reflect Christ. The words don't reflect Christ. Their conflict resolution, come on somebody, does not reflect Christ. Do not fool yourself. And I think probably everybody in this room is great. I hope you are. But pray for somebody that that you're thinking about right now because probably 58, 70, 100% of us are thinking of somebody right now. You better be praying for that person. Anything but commit to passionate pursuit commit to giving everything you've got to chasing after Jesus. When I, when I spoke last Sunday morning, we talked about when Jesus said, uh, you will be my witnesses. The word actually is martyr. There's no half martyr. When they took Stephen and they stoned him to death, he wasn't half dead. He was gone. You're either all the way in or you're not. Come on, we know that. We know that. And let me tell you, I think that my whole life we've been here, I've heard preachers say, the time is short. Church family, a crazy man literally two weeks ago threatened global nuclear war. Can we get real? Christian, you better be authentic. You better be authentic. Parent, you better be authentic because there are little eyes watching you. And if you want them to be authentic at all, you better do it now. The fourth thing Serve where you are. Serve where you are. Some of us, we say, well, when I get blank, when I do this, I'm going to wait till I, no, do it now. Do it now. Come on. Oftentimes when we, um, when we sit down, we go, maybe go to a restaurant or something, they bring everything out and there'll be a dessert. I will eat my dessert first, family. It's called priorities. And the other day we were sitting there and, and uh, Terry was there and, and me and Terry ate our desserts immediately. 
And Stacy said, you're just going to eat your dessert first? And I said, yes, in fact, we are. Because what if the rapture happens? Okay, you will have not eaten your dessert. But I have eaten mine. Okay, listen, you can spend your entire life waiting around. But our lives are gone just like that. And you don't have to do what I do for a living very long to realize that everybody's mortal. I remember when I held my daughter the very first time, all of a sudden I realized that I was not immortal. I was not invincible. That every decision I made from that point on mattered. And that kind of scared me, guys. (laughs) That kind of freaked me out. But listen, sometimes we get in these waiting seasons and it it's very difficult. And we say, man, God, when are you going to move? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? Family, don't waste your weight. Don't waste your weight. Do you not think that when Moses was waiting for 40 years, herding sheep, do you think that he didn't learn anything about leadership? Do you think that when David had times of waiting, that he didn't listen to God's voice, that he didn't learn. Family, if you sit and wait, sometimes you're going to have to. You're going to have to go through a waiting period. You're going to have to go through that, that time. You know, you put a seed in the ground. I'm a terrible farmer. I'm a terrible uh, gardener. I'm the absolute worst. I'm so bad at it that I don't even go get seeds, y'all. I go get the already grown plants, and we plant those, okay? Uh, about the closest thing I get to farming is the farmer's market, okay? All right, support local farmers, go to the farmer's market, all right? That's about the closest I get. But you don't, you don't drop a seed on the ground and it just all of a sudden, boom, there it is. There has to be a growing time. And some of the difficult times are also the most important growing times, right? Serve where you are, where you are. You don't have to, you know, let's say somebody comes to know Jesus. They don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to serve Christ. They could say, well, I really want to get, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit before I serve Jesus, before I, you know, do work and outreaches and before I, you know, pray for people. I want to, I want to wait for that. Why? Why? He's called you now. Start serving now. You might have to wait for that big moment. You might have to wait for that big goal. But family, oftentimes the journey gets forgotten about when it's way more important than the goal. Don't waste your wait. Some of you might be in a waiting time right now. You might be in a waiting season in your life. Don't waste that. Don't waste that. Seek. Listen. Don't waste your wait. We want to serve better. Let me read these, these four things, and then we're going to pray. Number one, develop a servant mentality. Make that your lifestyle. Number two, develop a determination to serve. I'm determined. I'm not going to just sit here. Come on, servers can't be sitters. If you ever go to a restaurant, and you look over there, and you're hungry, some of y'all is hangry even, And you're sitting there at the restaurant, and you have put in your order 45 minutes ago. And you look over, and you see your server sitting 
you will become upset. You will become very upset. And so you will be like, what are they doing? I am hungry. You get so hungry, y'all, that you start eating them little captain's wafers on the table that's been there for two years. That's how hungry you get. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Listen, servers can't be sitters, okay? Be determined to serve. Um, I, I love when I go to a restaurant and the, the, the server is just really like in the zone and they make you feel good and they make it a great experience. That's a game changer for me when I go out somewhere. And it, it just, it, it, there's a lot of enjoyment there. The third thing, commit to passionate pursuit. I'm not just going to think about Jesus when I'm listening to Caleb, okay? I'm not just going to pray when I'm finna eat some food, all right? Some of y'all, that's the only time you pray when you, when you fix and eat. Um, and let me tell you something. Somebody told me uh, about prayer before food. Uh, we invited someone to pray, and they prayed like in the King James Version, and they prayed like the 23rd Psalm, and they prayed like all this other stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die before you're done praying, okay? I will, I'm literally going to starve to death. And then I had to pray to repent because I was mad at this dude's prayer. So somebody told me that dinnertime prayers are like cookies. They're better with shortening, okay? I was a preacher that told me that, and he was Pentecostal. So anyway, listen, commit to passionate pursuit. Make it a daily thing. Come on, family. And the fourth thing, serve where you are. Don't waste your weight. Would you stand with me? Don't waste your weight. There's not a lot of people in the Bible that God waited until they were someone great before he started speaking to them. There's a lot of people that were little and insignificant and God began to speak to them. Come on. Jesus himself found these guys that are like out in a stinking boat. Come on. And he said, I can use you. So wherever you're at, that's why I love that song here again. Wherever you're at in your life, God can use you. You might be waiting right now. You might be listening. Don't waste your wait. Be in prayer. Be working. Be serving. Serve where you're at. God, I thank you. I thank you for this family. God, I thank you for the good things that you've done here over the years. God, and I praise you for the good things that you're going to do here in this church. God, and in this community, we lift you up right now, Jesus. You're so good. I just pray for healing for those of us that are sick, those of us that are suffering with different issues. God, I pray for safety for all of us that are going to be traveling this week for work and for different things. God, open doors for ministry as we, uh, as we go through our lives this week at school or work or anywhere we're at, God. Let us be your hands and your feet. We want to serve you, Jesus. And in your name we pray. Amen. Church family, thank you for being here. We love you. Uh, we will gather Wednesday at 7 for small groups. And um, please make sure that you're here Sunday morning, Teen Challenge. It's going to be great. I'm really excited.
We'll see.